You're listening to the Daily Mishnah Podcast with Benedict. Good afternoon. Today we're going to jump into the fourth Mishnah of Terumot. And we're going back into questions of quantities. And just to motivate and to set out the context of this Mishnah and of the next couple of Mishnah, I just wanted to go back to the question of the questions of quantities, which we've looked at before, by the way, throughout this Masachet. And we looked at precisely yesterday when we looked at the third Mishnah, which outlined the quantities necessary for Terumah. And we learned that the minimum quantity for Terumah was 1 in 60. So the Mishnah is always going to be talking in parts. So 1 in 60, 1 in 50, 1 in 40. And we like to think about percentages. So I've, I've given you both in this table. So the minimum is 1 in 60, which is 1 and 2 thirds percent. The average is 1 in 50, which is 2%. The generous is, uh, well, 1 in 40, according to the Mishnah, 2.5%, or 1 in 30, according to Beit Shammai, just over 3%. And we're going to find later today that there's a maximum too. Rabbi Eliezer would say the maximum is 1 in 10, 10%. And Rabbi Ishmael would put it right the way up to 50%. In fact, we're going to see later today that you can go even beyond 50%, according to some opinions. And then I just want to remind you, because we'll need this information later, that the first Marseille, the tithing for the Levi, is 1 in 10. That's 10% of what is what is left over after we've taken Truma. The Trumat Marseille, that is what the Levi gives to the Kohen, is another 1 in 10. But that's that's 1 in 10 of the 10%. So that's only 1% of the total. And then the second truma, the second maser, sorry, the second maser and the maser ani is 1 in 10. But look, by this time, we've only got 90% or 89% of the crop. So you've only got 9% of the total there. So that gives you an overview of the tithes of the truma and the ties that we're going to take. Over and above, as we've said, the, the leket and the peah and the shikhra, this is all over and above what is left over in the fields for the poor people to take. These are all percentages of what the landowner takes home. So that's the overall framework. So let's now jump into the text. And let's have a look at the, let's see if we can have a look at the Mishnah. So we're in we're in the fourth Mishnah. And we're dealing with a shaliyah. We know, by the way, we're dealing with an agent, a shaliyah. We know, by the way, that it's possible to take uh, truma by via an agent. And we've come across this a few times in the um, in the Mishnah. But now we're going to talk about quantities. say utrom, go out and take truma. By the way, we haven't told the agent how much to take. We just said, say utrom, go out and take truma. Terem kadator shel The agent should go according to the intention of the of the owner of the uh, uh, the owner. And again, we we said before that intention is incredibly important in truma. So we're coming back to this question of intention. And the Mishnah continues. Im shel 
If we don't, if he doesn't know the intention of the owner, he just takes the average quantity, one in fifty, two percent. If he reduced by 10 parts or added 10 parts, so now we're going to talk 1 in 60, 1 in 40. Yeah, we're, we're fluctuating around 1 in 50. If he moved up and down by 10 parts, truma tor, truma. His truma is still truma. But this is an accidental, this is an accidental fluctuation. Yeah, if he did this on purpose, imnit kaven. If he intended to add one part, if he if he intended to add a filu a hut, even one part, ain truma truma. The truma is not truma. In other words, the agent has to be sympathetic to the intention of the owner. If the agent isn't following the intention of the owner, even to one part, this might be. This is one going from 1 in 50 to 1 in 51. So this is 2% difference. And we don't even measure truma accurately, by the way. We know that. We remember, we remember we learned in the first chapter, we don't measure it out accurately. If he deviated, his truma is not truma. Yeah, the intention is crucial. Let's keep moving. Let's, let, let's go on a bit. We'll, we'll, we'll come back to this. Hamar baby truma. Somebody wanted to give more truma. How much more can he give? Well, Rabbi Eliezer says he can give up to 10% because that's what Trumat Maser is. Remember, we learned Trumat Maser. You give the, the Levi gives 10% of what he's received to the Kohen. So Rabbi Eliezer and Rabbi Eliezer, I think Rabbi, Rabbi Eliezer used to get either Trumat or Maser. He's either a Levi or a Kohen. So he's familiar with this stuff. <clears throat> Maybe that's why it's in his mindset. So you can give up to 10%. And Rabbi Eliezer says, Yater Mika, more than that, Yasena Truma Marcella Makomacher. So you can give, you, you can basically give to a lay you can give to a Levi that he can give give Trumat Marcer for some other produce. So you're going to give this to the Kohen. Yeah, you're going to give the additional Truma to a Kohen. It's set aside for the Kohen. You don't give it directly to the Kohen, you give it to a Levi, essentially to give to a Kohen on behalf of other produce. So that's Rabbi Eliezer. Rabbi Ishmael is going to go further. Rabbi Ishmael says, You can go half Truma and half Chol. And Rabbi Tarfon and Rabbi Akiva say, Rabbi Tarfon was a priest, by the way. Rabbi Tarfon, uh, sorry, no, that's sorry. No, 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 Rabbi Tofon was not a priest. Rabbi Tofon saw the priestly service. He was when he was young, the priests were operating in the Beit Midrash. Rabbi Tofon and Rabbi Akiva say, sham As long as you got some chulin, you can basically give everything you like as truma. So Rabbi Tofon and Rabbi Akiva are extremists in a sense that their view is you can give any quantity as truma, and of course you have nothing less than maser, maser and. Um, Rishon and Maser Shin. So they're on the extreme. And by the way, I didn't put them into my table a second ago. So those are the questions about quantities of trauma. And the Mishnah is now going to do a segue into measurement. Now, you remember we learned that in principle, we don't measure trauma. And 
I should say, by the way, in terms of the structure of the Mishnah, I'm not quite sure why the Mishnah is doing this segue. It may, it may become apparent by the end of the end of the chapter. But we're now going to do a segue into the basket that they used for measuring out Terumat Maser and for that matter Maser. Because remember, we're not going to measure out. We're not going to measure out Truma. And the Mishnah is recalling how they used to calibrate the quantity of fruit in this basket. Because remember, if you're giving, um, um, maybe you're counting out, maybe you're counting out fruits for Trumat Marcer and Marcer. Well, you want to know sort of approximately, or maybe you're using volume, you want to know sort of how much fruit's going into your basket, how, how big the fruit are, basically. How big the fruit are, if you want 10% of a basket or 1% of a basket, well, how many fruits is that? Well, you need to know at the beginning of the, the, the size of the fruit will vary as the season goes on. So if you want to give trimmer in terms of counting fruit, Maybe you know you've got 15 baskets of produce coming out of your orchard. Or well, 50, okay, in, in the case of 15, you could just give one and a half baskets. But if you had five baskets coming out of your orchard, and you needed to count count the number of fruit to create the right level of Trumat Marcel or Marcel, you need to know how many fruit there are in a basket. And it varies during the course of the harvest because Fruit may begin big, but if they're dried and shrinked and shrunk and dried up at the end, then they end up small, you get more in the basket. And so the Mishnah says, look, prakim, at three points in the harvest, et you'd measure up, the, the, the kalkala is a specific name for this basket, this measuring basket. You'd measure it up. Babikur at uh, at uh, the at the first fruits right at the beginning of the harvest, and in the late summer fruits, basiafot over emtzahkite, and in the middle of the summer. Remember, by the middle of the summer, this is the end of the harvest in Palestine, because by the end of the summer, right, everything is dried up. It's not like um, England and Maryland where you get apples right in the autumn. By the end of the summer, that's it, as far as the harvest is concerned. So you, you, you calibrate your basket at three times during the season. Then the missioner goes on. Someone who counts, who counts out the Trumat Maser and Maser. So maybe here we are coming back to intention. Maybe that's the link to the rest of the Mishnah. Someone who counts is praiseworthy. Someone who measures is more praiseworthy. And must be measuring by volume. Someone who weighs them, this is someone who does a really accurate assessment, is most praiseworthy of all. So yes, maybe we are coming back to intent in this third Mishnah. Hard to say. Um, we've Because we began, you know, the fourth Mishnah is about intent. The fifth is maximum quantities, but also is related to how much people want to give. And then we've got this interesting segue into measurement. 
uh, in the sixth Mishnah. I think I've probably spoken enough, so I will stop now and um, take any questions, and we will deal with more, and we will deal with more boundary cases and mistakes. By the way, next week, next week we're going to deal, we're going to jump off from these questions of numbers to what happens if a certain quantity of truma falls into a certain quantity of of chol of chol what happens if you get mixtures of truma and chol and of course how we resolve the mixtures will depend on the quantities so we we're going to go back to our theme of quantities and we're going to revisit boundary cases and mistakes but that is for the next session Thank you for listening to this edition of the Daily Mishnah Podcast with Benedict.